Hello and welcome to episode three of Podcast Unite. I'm Dennis, and I'm Joey. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a th- uh, four-part show. <laughs> <laughs> the intro, the news section, the topic section, and the pitch of the week. Which today we're going to talk about <gasps> Jack Four. Yeah, we're gonna pitch our version of Jack Four. I have been thinking about this a lot, and. Uh, yeah, we just kind of randomly started talking about Jack and Daxter, and they're like, "Oh, we should pitch that today." Well, yeah, I mean, now that Naughty Dog has announced that there will be remasters or remakes for Crash Bandicoot, then why not do it for Jack and Daxter's? Yeah. Um, as well, uh, I don't think Naughty Dog's are ma- and Naughty Dog's making those remasters though. Oh, uh, too bad. And that's that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing too. Is it a remaster or remake? Well, I mean, I think it's going to be a complete remake. Yeah, but Because no one knows. We can take this up in the topic section, actually. No <laughs> one knows what remakes, remasters, or anything are. So What do you uh, mean? This... They don't know the difference? Yeah, no one knows the difference. You have, well, like, you have like, Last of Us Remastered. That is a remastered yeah. game. Mm-hmm. That is a PS3 version of a game... Uprest and like in in enhanced on PlayStation Four. Yeah. Then you have something like Ducktales Remastered, which is a complete remake. <laughs> it's not a remaster of the original eight bit game. So <laughs> yeah, we can talk more about that in the topics. Anyway, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, it's been a long day, not doing that much, but otherwise I'm doing good. That's how cool. about you? Yeah, um, uh, I just came home from. Less school. Ooh. Yeah, we just had like a long, a long lecture about how to search for articles, <laughs> which was fun, I guess. That sounds interesting. <laughs> Were yeah. you on Google or what? <laughs> just like inferior <laughs> things to Google. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been playing lately? Not that much, actually. Um, I've still been like playing back and forth on the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo. Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise... there were a lot more stuff than people kind of expected in there. Well, yeah, but there I think a lot think of I'm secrets ca- and stuff in there. Yeah, but I don't know how to progress anymore because I think I'm stuck. You could talk to Professor um, Kukui, and he would give you like hints on people to um, forward you to as to progress in the story or the demo you're supposed um, to go to um go up north and go to the the cave with the trial you mean and fight the um what's the dragon's pokemon name uh that one como o or something like that yeah but i already did that that's in the first part yeah then you're done now it's just free roaming seriously i thought there was more I think I don't think there's anything else. And the only uh, thing that I've yeah, no, there are some uh, like free roaming stuff after that. So what you can do is uh, because you saw the trailer, right? There's like this trailer that shows up. Yeah. Yeah. If you boot it up again, you get into this kind of free roam mode where you can ride a Tauros. Mm-hmm. Did you get to Tauros? Yep. Yeah, and you can also go catch Pokemon. Yep, I've done that too. Yeah, and then you can also try like. Uh, try to find the girl that lets you see the Alolan Dug Trio. Uh, but yeah, there aren't really a lot more than that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there were more than anyone, I think, expected there to be. 
So yeah, other than that, I've only been playing on my PS4. The only games I play on that is like trying to finish up Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, the DLCs. And I've been playing Bloodborne a lot too. Cool. And that's about it. I've what about playing, you? I've been playing a lot of Titanfall 2. Oh, that's got a release now, right? Yeah, I am. I really love that game. I was a huge fan of uh, Titanfall 1. Mm -hmm. So Titanfall 2 was just like... It was just awesome. Like, it's not a, there's not a lot of times where... Where uh, you've had, like, a game that comes out. And, I mean, it was kind of subpar. There were some things that people weren't didn't like about the game. Yeah. And they said, like, yeah, we're going to fix that in Titanfall 2. Two years later, they fix all that in Titanfall 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but catch me up on this rewind. What is Titanfall? What kind of game is that? Yeah, so Titanfall is... Uh, it's made by the team uh, behind Call of Duty... The original Call of Duty, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the original Call of Duty, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 4, and Modern Warfare 2. Mm. Uh, and if maybe you remember, but um, back like during the development of Modern Warfare 3, I believe, or, like just before that, there mm. was like this big um, like legal um, thing between... Uh, Vince Sampella, uh, the creator of Call of Duty, mm -hmm. and Activision. And it resulted in uh, Vince, uh, Vince Sampella being uh, just forced out of the Activision, Activision building. Okay. And he was, of course, fired. Um, I mean, there's more to that story, but I'm just doing the, the quick and easy <laughs> uh, part here. Uh, so yeah, like the day after he uh, he founds Respawn Entertainment, mm -hmm. uh, which is just kind of a cool name <laughs> because yeah, in the multiplayer you respawn, but then, then you can also see it like okay, so kind of the um, uh, the creator of Call of Duty kind of died in a way, mm. and now he respawned. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of a cool reference, a double reference. Okay. Uh, and yeah, just like, then he parts, partners up with, uh, well, he starts developing Titanfall. Mm -hmm. uh, and Titanfall is a, and it, yeah, he teams up with EA to release it. Uh, but yes, Titanfall is a first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one was only multiplayer, but the second one has, uh, has a single player too. And the game has uh, double jumps wall running and massive ass mechs okay. <laughs> that you can jump into and battle with. Uh, and what is so what is so cool about it is that the maps are made in that way that the, uh, there are these kind of open spaces mm. with these kind of small routes in between. So uh, you play as the pilots, which are uh, the the ones where you can double jump with and all that. Yeah. And then you have the Titans, which are the big mechs. Mm. Uh, and then there are also this kind of MOBA-esque uh, AIs running around. So there are Grunts and uh, Spectres. And in Titanfall 2, there are also Stalkers and Reapers. Mm. Uh, so these are kind of just AI-controlled minions that just run around and try to kill you. But you will just they're kind of just cannon fodder. Mm. Uh, but it makes you feel more... 
<laughs> more badass because she's just kill everything. Um, but yeah, so you just kind of run around as the pilots until you get enough points to call down a titan. And then you you do you then call for a titanfall, which is when a titan just fucking falls down from the sky wherever you call it down, and it's so fucking <laughs> epic. You hear like the like stand by for titanfall. It's like just <laughs> a titan comes down from the sky, oh, and then it. you jump into the titan, and uh, I mean the titans were just kind of. Um, mechs in the first game where you just kind of have weapons and you can punish with it and stuff like that but mm-hmm. this new, in Titanfall 2 there's one titan that has a fucking Final Fantasy 7-esque sword <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking epic you can hold it up and deflect shots and shit like it's so fucking epic <laughs> so yeah it, like it's just it's just awesome like straight through mm. and somehow they've made everything seem logical as well in like That's a futuristic <laughs> world, of course, but it's just like inspired by a lot of like Japanese stuff and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it just kind of it just feels natural in a way. It feels like a natural evolution of technology in a way, mm. but still feels just go awesome like straight through. Well, that sounds like a cool game. I might pick up that. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's really fucking awesome. Actually, we mm. should pl- and if you buy it, we should play it together. Are you playing it on the Xbox, right? No, I play on PC. Okay, got him. Yeah. All right. You don't ha- you don't have a PC, do you? Or I like, do. Uh, I mean, like a gaming PC. Well, I mean, it's all right, but it's not the best. But yeah, it runs on the Source engine, which is very uh, scalable. Got it. So it's possible that it could run. It ran on my old laptop, which is like four years old by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Titanfall One ran on that, but <laughs> um, but yeah. See, I've been playing a lot of that. And I really love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's this cool weapon that's called a smart pistol. Okay. And all the and like everyone hates it, but I love it. Uh, so basically, what it is, it's it looks like a like a normal pistol, mm-hmm. and you get this like pretty big um, field on the screen, uh, where if you and all you have to do is just keep your enemies within this field for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, fire, and then all of them will die. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of an OP weapon? <laughs> the thing is, uh, uh, like, people just say that it's OP. Oh, it's auto-aim the weapon and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's not actually that OP. Because uh, because of, like, Titanfall's uh, nature, like, being very fast, and you just double jump and run around and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it is pretty hard to actually... Uh, maintain another pilot in in your reticule long enough mm. uh, if they're just running around and all that and so like on on like grunts you just need to get one lock on and, and a lock on is like at one second I think yeah and then you have like specters which are, which are like robots uh, you need two and then on pilots you need three mm. uh, so you need to get in th- uh, like you need to have a pilot in your aim for like three seconds which is a lot of time like if they're moving around, and also yeah. since and the the gun is basically completely useless if you do not lock in, mm-hmm. which means that if you run into someone with a with a with an assault rifle or a shotgun, you're gonna die first because mm-hmm. you have to wait three seconds before you can fucking shoot. <laughs> so I don't think it's OP, but people think it's OP. 
Yeah. And in Titanfall 2, it's no longer a primary weapon. It's more like a mid-match unlockable weapon, which I... I mean, that's my only negative about Titanfall 2. Mm. Because I only used the smart weapon, smart pistol in Titanfall 1. <laughs> it just kind of changed up the gameplay, which is kind of mm. fun. But uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've learned to play, play it like a normal FPS by now. Uh, yeah uh, I think that's it for the intro Mm -hmm. so we'll get into the news we have a lot of news today we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 6, 7, 8, 9 10, 11, 12, 13 14, 15 16, 17 stories that's a lot of news compared to last time (laughs) Yeah. so yeah we'll see you after this all right, welcome back to the news. Are you excited? Well, for some of them, yes. Especially a couple of games that I'm looking forward to that we've been waiting for way too long. <laughs> and you probably know which game I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. so, yeah, let's let's go through the, the, the story. So, we got the first story, which is uh, Nintendo announced on Twitter that they will announce more Nintendo Switch information at their Nintendo Switch presentation 2017, which will be streamed live from Tokyo on January 12th, 2017. So what do you think about uh, the date and everything about this announcement? Um, I'm not usually sure, like, when Nintendo usually announces their news. Um, But I guess it's a good time because it's at the very beginning of the year, which yeah. will build up the hype for their upcoming release in March, was it? Yeah, March. Um, I think it's so, a... Yeah, continue. So this is a really good move on them because yeah. this would just build up um, the hype from all the people and they could just feed us with content because that's what people are expecting, not only about the Switch itself, but also about upcoming games, yeah. which I'll probably reveal more about. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a really, really smart announcement by them uh, mm. because uh, it allows them to focus on the things that they're actually releasing this fall, mm. uh, like uh, 3DS games, uh, Super Mario Run, and uh, the NES Classic. Yeah. <clears throat> so instead of just every time that they go public about these things, instead of just getting Switch questions all the time, <laughs> they can actually focus on this. Yeah, that's um, true. So yeah, and they also by not having the presentation like in November or December or October or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, they avoid just getting covered by all the games like Call of Duty and and all that being yeah. released now. Uh, so yeah, they by, by, by talking in January, they just avoid all the, um, all the clutter, you know? Exactly. Uh, and it's, yeah, and it's also just smart revealing it now so they don't have to so they won't have to answer the question every time yeah yeah so uh, what do you think we'll see at the presentation i mean people will probably get their hands on is it's going to be like a presentation for the public or is it just going to be a live stream so it's going to be a live stream we don't know if it's going to be like on stage or just like a nintendo direct or something like that Mm-hmm. But uh, we know that they have booked 
space at some kind of uh, venue in Tokyo at November, was it 13th to 14th, or like mm-hmm. 18th or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, and also, they also said that there will be events in London and somewhere in the US as well. Mm. Um, so with de- we're definitely gonna uh, have people, people are definitely gonna get uh, hands on with the system. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I do think that we're gonna get as much coverage as possible regarding how it plays out. Um, yeah. And we'll just have to see what games are available at the time too. Um, but I think just as much coverage uh, about how the console feels and plays is what I'm interested in. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it, though. Especially, like, the co-op... Um, um, the co-op bit. Yeah. Uh, about how it plays, like, local and between two Switch consoles. Um, so we'll see how it works. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. We're, not, we're probably not going to get a bunch of technical information because Nintendo doesn't really like to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I think we're definitely gonna get um, we're definitely gonna get an announcement that it's a touchscreen. Um, I think um, yeah. because it seems like it's a touchscreen, and also mm-hmm. that the these Joy-Con Joy-Con controllers have uh, IR sensors on them. Yeah. Um, because the rumors the rumor is that uh, when you are when when you don't have the screen capable with. Um, uh, with you when it's actually in the dock, mm-hmm. that touch um, touch input will be replicated by pointing at the screen Wii style. Oh, okay. Which is uh, it's a pretty good um, it's a pretty good way to solve it. Mm. Um, which probably means that multi touch input will not be required in any way. Probably. Yeah. Uh, there there has to be ways to do it. Uh, otherwise. Mm. Uh yeah, we're pro- uh, we're definitely going to see a bunch of games there like the new Mario. We're going to yeah. see all the Wii U ports that they seem to be making. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully Smash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do hope that we get to see a lot of first person, uh, not first person, uh, first party games yeah. from Nintendo themselves. Um but not just ports. Uh I'd like to see a lot of new games. Uh, just to see what the Switch is actually capable of. Um, I'm not really that crazy about true and realistic graphics. Uh, I'm more for the very, like, amazing, yeah, cartoonish fantasy style. Yeah, I, I don't really care about the graphics. Like, as long as the games are good. Yeah. Because I think, um, <laughs> I, I I've said like I've recently been uh, cataloging my favorite games of the year for each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have them up on my website if you want to check it out. And yeah. when I just kind of looked through all the releases from each year and noted down which ones I played, like the amount of games that I've actually played since from 2012 to 2015 or 16, yeah. I mean, has gone down extremely, like a lot. Like the my 2016 list is like half my 2012 list. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, and it just kind of goes to something that I've been talking about a lot lately, is that no one makes games for me anymore. Yeah. Uh, like, if the games I want to play this year were, like, Titanfall, Uncharted 4, Watch Dogs 2, mm-hmm. Pokemon, like, <laughs> that's pretty much it. 
Yeah. Everything else was kind of just lucky coincidences that I just ran into something that I like to play. Mm. Like Doom. <laughs> um, Doom is really good. Have you played Doom? Nope. You should Not even Doom. the original. Uh, I don't care about the original. I haven't played it. Either. <laughs> the new Doom is really good. Uh, okay. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the next story. So the next two stories are kind of weird stories that just kind of showed up for no reason. Okay, so the first one is that Nintendo confirmed that the Nintendo Switch is not backwards compatible with physical 3DS and Wii U games, which to me is like, of course it's not. It makes sense. (laughs) Of course it's not. Like, we can see pictures of the new game cards. Yeah, It looks noticeably different from the 3DS cards. Mm -hmm. And do you really think that it's going to grow a CD player <laughs> out of nowhere? <laughs> like, no, it's pretty obvious that it's not backwards compatible. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. The, the only thing I'd do um, if they were to emulate some of the 3DS games or Wii U games yeah. and sell it on the eShop. I don't, I don't think, thing, but... uh, I don't think the Switch is powerful enough to emulate those games. I think uh, they're going to have to be manually ported. And also, uh, the Switch has been announced to to be a single screen experience. Mm-hmm. It's not possible to do it do- dual screen, which right. makes pretty much every Wii U and 3DS game unplayable because yeah. you need two screens. So you have to kind of port them manually and like make those features available some somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And then the second story, which was like kind of just IGN being, I don't know if it was just IGN, but uh, it was a story that Nintendo Switch will support Unreal Engine 4. And, like, they wrote it as, like, okay, uh, they got a new partner, but Epic Games was on their partner list (laughs) that they announced. (laughs) So, I I don't know if it's just kind of the guy that wrote the story didn't, didn't know that Unreal Engine is made by Epic Games. Yeah. Or something like that, but, yeah, like, everyone in the comment section just says, like, uh yeah, we know. <laughs> Epic <laughs> Games is on the list in the middleware section, like with uh, Autodesk and all these companies that are clearly not making games. Yeah. <laughs> so I just it was kind of this non-story. Uh I mean I love IGN, but like I just feel like at this point with these two stories, they're just making stories to make stories yeah. about the Switch. Um but yeah, um not trying to hate, but I'm, I just wanted to sh- to say that. Uh, so yeah, the next story is the, is the Animal Crossing Direct. Oh yeah. I still need to watch that one. I'll check it out later yeah. too. Uh, but... So yeah, it was just aired like before we, uh, before we recorded. We didn't watch it, but I'm just kind of looking at this, mm-hmm. this article here. So yeah, it's a free update that's available now that allows you to scan amiibo figures or cards. Mm. Uh, and it will show up to prompt this character called Wisp uh, that allows you to uh, show me. You can even use Amiibo franchises for like Zelda and Splatoon, apparently, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, so, yeah, you can kind of, you can also make like, uh, I believe you can make um, exist, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Um, existing uh, villagers yeah. come to your city and they will live in like um, 
like a an RV. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and it also apparently they're porting uh, the a lot of the mini games from Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival to allow you to play in New Leaf. Mm. So yeah, just kind of a bunch of um, stuff being added to a three-year-old game. Mm. Well, I mean, I think it's <laughs> like a nice little update, especially for like uh, fans like me of the series. Yeah. Um, because we haven't got that much of like content except for the giveaway like each month, I think, or for each like specific time, still give away gifts to you. But it's either like furniture or clothings and stuff like that for your character. Yeah, I that's think that's about it. I think the the DLC is basically just because the Wii U Animal Crossing didn't end up being a thing. Yeah, uh, I think what ap- what happened is that the Animal Crossing that we're probably gonna see show up on NX is the Animal Crossing that was in development for Wii U. Mm-hmm. And this kind of um, amiibo festival game that we found that we got uh, was just kind of mini games cut from that game, mm. just to kind of give something to the Wii U, <laughs> 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 just keeping it on life support, you know. <laughs> also, just quick mention about the Wii U: they did announce that they are stopping production of the Wii U. Oh, so they okay. will no longer be the last Wii U that will ever be produced has just rolled off the the production line like this week. Oh. So yeah, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad when you think about it, but it's also a good thing because they need to focus on Switch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's always sad when a console dies. Uh, but yeah, the next story is that Facebook launches Game Room. Wow. We're not going to talk about this a lot, but okay. <laughs> uh, base, basically, what it seems to be is uh, kind of Facebook's answer to Steam and Origin and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, which we really don't need. <laughs> I mean, we have enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have enough platforms on PC. But I mean, did they reveal anything about will it just be like the Facebook app games that they have, or will they actually be other games too? I don't know. I didn't read a lot of it. I don't really care. <laughs> Let's just move on to the next story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the next story is that PlayStation Experience 2016 has been announced. PlayStation Experience is PlayStation's kind of E3 style thing. Mm-hmm. Where they just... Uh, it's really... It, it, they have um, They have a... A press conference every year uh, there. And they also have these really cool uh, dev interviews or like they interview developers and they also have panels uh, Mm. where developers talk about their games. Uh, Two years ago, Uncharted had had this really cool panel about uh, how, how they rendered the game. Mm. And they showed like these high quality renders that literally looked like a real person. Oh. It was really fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, I watched some of those panels. I didn't really watch any panels from last year's experience. No, uh, me I don't neither. Know why? But uh, maybe I'll check them out. Uh, but yeah, of course we're gonna see the 
the press conference, they're probably going to talk about the PlayStation 4 Pro, which no one cares about, and yeah. fucking 4K and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one cares about the PlayStation. Do you care about the PlayStation 4 Pro? No, I'm glad I'm not the only one thinking that. Yeah, like, I, I did you watch the announcement uh, press conference? Yes, I did. That was the most boring ass shit I've ever seen. God. But man, his voice is like the best voice ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was boring as fuck. But like, just listening to him talking about it just kind of made it interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it w- like in thinking about it afterwards, I kind of realized how boring it actually was. <laughs> mm. And you from that presentation, you can also see that Sony doesn't know how the fuck to market this thing. Nope. They have no idea what to say about it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not that excited or interested in it anyways. The only thing that it does is for players to kind of replay some games with a little better picture quality. And that's about it. Yeah. Maybe some performance too, but... What's really cool about uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider on PlayStation 4, if you play it on the PS4 Pro, mm. they have these kind of different modes that you can play the game in. Uh, so like... Yeah, so if you connect your PlayStation 4 Pro to a 1080p television mm-hmm. um, and playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, you have multiple options to, to play. So you have uh, Enhanced Visuals mode, yeah. which basically just... Uh, puts all the settings to, like, very high or something. Mm-hmm. It just makes the game... It's, it locks it to 30 frames per second, and it just looks beautifully. Yeah. And then they also have performance mode, where you can just play in 60 frames per second. Mm. Uh, I mean, it targets 60, but it, he said that it, like, goes down to 45 at points and stuff like that. But yeah. it's still cool. So, yeah, that's that's definitely how I feel... PS4 Pro support should be done. Mm. Allow players to choose how they wanna, how they wanna use that extra power. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think we're gonna see on the PlayStation Experience press conference? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I feel kind of that I've let down PlayStation and Sony in general. Yeah, I'm. I'm also. Years. I'm also really let down by them. Because there's nothing really that exciting anymore. Yeah, I know. Like, they don't focus on first-party exclusives anymore. Yeah. Like, the only... (laughs) I've talked about this a lot, but when Uncharted 4 came out, Mm -hmm. like, it just hit me how bad this generation has been. (laughs) Like, games are just released unfinished and broken and... Like, they're just kind of lacking overall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I... And Uncharted 4 was just a complete game. Yeah. There are, like, extra modes and stuff like that. You can play the entire game in 8-bit. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and with 8-bit sounds, and you can play... You can also play the entire game in black and white, and, uh, like... Uh... There are just so many different funny modes. You can play the entire game in slow motion. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a nice option to give to the players. Just yeah. that little and it had And had single player and multiplayer. And yeah, it was just a full-fledged experience mm. that really was worth 60 bucks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think um, as we talked about before we started recording, uh, that game company announced uh, or has started teasing their new game. Oh yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna see that a PlayStation experience. Mm -hmm. It is a multi-platform game, so I'm not hundred percent sure about that. Uh, but I think it's possible that we're gonna see it there. They announced that God of War will not be a PlayStation experience. Mm -hmm. um, also, did you do you also think that God of War just looks like The Last of Us? Well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Like, do you mean gameplay-wise or what? Just like gameplay and feel and story, it just looks like okay. We need to reinvent God of War. Okay. <laughs> Last of Us was pretty cool. All right, let's just make it last. Let's just make a new Last of Us. Like, okay, that's cool. Let's just make well, a new Last of Us. That's cool. From what I've known, the God of War games are more like a hack and slash game, right? Yeah. Um, as long with, as they uh, keep that. With an extremely one-dimensional character, Kratos yeah. just being like annoying and like, <laughs> like all the time, just screaming all the time, just angry at everyone. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot relate to him in any way. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Well, I mean, as long as they keep what is God of War in terms of gameplay and just bring back a good story, then that's fine by me, even though if it's going to resemble a lot of The Last of Us. Yeah. I mean, that was a good game. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're going to see uh, the Uncharted 4 story DLC. Oh, uh, Last of Us Story DLC was revealed at uh, PlayStation Experience 2014. Wait, there's a new DLC coming for 2013, the... I think. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, there's a single-player Story DLC coming to Uncharted 4. Hmm. N not, and nothing has been announced about like what it features or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I have my ideas, but I haven't played the game, so I will not say anything. Um, yeah, so the next story is a sad story, which is that United Front Games has shut down. Oh. So I was kind of a big fan of uh, United Front Games. I really liked uh, Mod Nation Racers, Little Big Planet yeah. Karting, and Sleeping Dogs. Mm -hmm. Sleeping Dogs was like one of these games that could really stand up to gta yeah it was just a really cool uh game that had a really awesome about uh combat system mm -hmm. and just it can it really felt different it felt like you were in another country mm -hmm. um yeah it, it was just a really cool game mod nation racers i went back to play it uh on my ps3 just um a few days ago Started playing and everything just went back to me immediately. I sat down <laughs> in in a car uh, and went up to uh, a jump, double tapped X for some reason, and started moving the the right stick to the right, which makes you jump off as uh off the um, uh, the jump and then start rotating. Okay. <laughs> and it just kind of was like muscle memory. I just started playing, and then for some reason, I just felt like doing that. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time with that game. Um, yeah, and it's just fun to make characters. Um, yeah, and Little Big Planet Karting wasn't as good, but it was still fun to play. Yeah. Uh, just making 
just making stages, you know, making courses. Mm -hmm. I remember like looking at uh, Mario Kart and just trying to recreate the courses. Yeah. And where just a lot of um, like uh, Mario Kart inspired courses and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, that reminds me of, do you know about uh, this uh, parody Twitter account of uh, uh, the president of Sony? Um, no, I don't. Okay, so there, there's this, I, I don't know if he's the president, sorry, Cassie Rye anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this kind of parody account that uh, he just kind of talks shit about PlayStation. <laughs> but he talks <laughs> like he works at PlayStation. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so he said uh, when... Uh, Mario Maker came out, or uh, let's just kind of wind back. Like when Little Big Planet came out, mm-hmm. uh, everyone was just like, "Oh, we're making Mario levels and all that stuff." Like everyone just made the first level of Mario, right? Yeah. And in like in Modern Nation Racers and Little Big Planet karting, everyone made like Mario Kart levels and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> so he he sent out a tweet when Super Mario Maker came out, <laughs> like, "I can't wait for people to make the first stage of Little Big Planet." <laughs> <laughs> That's so true because no one's gonna make the first stage a little big planet in Mario Maker. I don't even remember if that was a fucking stage. It was just like a tutorial introduction. And that was about it. (laughs) But it's so true because like uh Mod Nation Racers and Little Big Planet are these kind of blank slates that you just put things into. And Mario Maker has already has a theme. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if if it's that recent or that it or that Mario is just a lot more iconic, but yeah, it's just a funny thing to think about. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing like who the fuck would make the first stage of Mario Maker, <laughs> the first stage <laughs> of uh, Little Big Planet in Mario Maker. <laughs> so yeah, the next story is that uh, Bethesda will no longer be giving out early review copies to the media. Uh, so yeah, Bethesda Softworks, publisher of Skyrim, Fallout, Doom, and Dishonored and other titles, mm-hmm. they will no longer be giving out early review copies to sites like IGN or GameSpot or uh, uh, YouTubers or anything like that in order for them to be able to have a review on day one. Mm-hmm. And I mean... This doesn't hurt us necessarily as mm. gamers, but I think it kind of does a little bit. Uh, I mean, this is obviously a greedy choice on Bethesda's part. Yeah. What they want from this is that, uh, okay, even if our game's shit, we can release it and no one will cancel their pre- their pre-orders. Yeah. Which is just kind of a big problem on its own. Don't pre-order games. It's fucking stupid. Like, why are you giving them <laughs> money before they have given you anything? <laughs> it's dumb. I mean, well, it's okay. I mean... It's okay to pre-order when you've already seen a review. Like, yeah. uh, Titanfall reviews came out four days prior to release. Uh, so, like, I knew I was gonna buy the game anyway, but. I still waited for reviews because maybe this game just kind of went downhill real steep like in the last second. Like, who knows? It happens. Like, look at Mafia 3, for instance. That yeah. game fucking sucks and no one thought it would. Um, so, but then I saw reviews and like, okay, it's, it's good. It's actually better. 
and then Titanfall One, and then I pre-order and I got the pre-order bonuses. <laughs> but like, well, I mean, and that I pre-ordered it just like a few days before release, and I got it preloaded. So I got all the the benefits of pre-ordering, and I got all the benefits of not pre-ordering at the same time. Yeah, exactly. But this basically makes it impossible for people that just can't wait to buy to buy a game uh mm. be able to see how the game is before release um so basically if you want to see a critical uh if you want to see a review of any of Bethesda's games you're going to have to wait mm. uh which is not a bad thing because like if you've waited years for this game so why can't you just wait a few more days like uh but yeah it's just kind of a a dumb thing and uh, bethesda they're they just everyone loves bethesda anyway um yeah. for no reason i think uh i mean they're not that great like skyrim and fallout are the fucking buggiest games of all time yeah um uh, but for some reason everyone loves them so they can make this decision without any consequences it's true yeah uh next story is that the last guardian goes gold yes Finally, <laughs> whatever that means. But as long as that means that I'll be able to get my hands on the game, that just makes me happy. Yeah, so that means that it's going to be released on time uh, December 6th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is later than when it was supposed to come out. <laughs> uh, Do you think they were gonna like keep pushing the release date until they're like, no, we're just going to you mean- know, cancel it? When they they announced the release date like at E3 last year or something like that, right? Yeah. Like it's gonna come out in October. Then later they announced a specific date, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they delayed it. Like, okay, you delayed the game that's been delayed a million times. I don't yeah. believe this game is ever coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think we had that big titles um occurring and getting released at the same time right what games did we get like now in october it wasn't that many great games yeah so i mean we got like battlefield one and titanfall 2 and stuff like that i mean that would have hurt the release of the last guardian but the last guardian was only delayed because they needed to need more time to what i don't know (laughs) they've been working on this game for fucking 10 years i don't know what they have done Naughty Dog made Uncharted 1, 2, 3, The Last of Us, and Uncharted 4 within the time that this game has been in development. (laughs) And it's probably not going to be as good as any of those games. Stop. I'm real looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really great game. It's going to be like... I don't think think the game's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be good at all. Why not? Because I... (laughs) It's... I don't know. I haven't because played. Because it's not a shooting game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't think it's gonna be good. I think uh, it's gonna be like the Last Guardian. People are. I mean, it's gonna be like No Man's Sky. People are just extremely overhyped for this game. A game from a developer that is kind of not like it is. Um, it is a very niche developer. Like, yeah. Um. Everyone talks so greatly about like Shadow of the Colossus, but not a lot of people play that game. 
Uh, but everyone's like, oh, it's the developers of Shadowed Colossus. Everyone's going to play this game. Like, no, no one's going to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's because those kind of games are the ones that don't appeal to the generic people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it's It takes kind of like you really need to invest some time and effort into playing those kind of games. Because if you just compare it to today's games, then it's not going to feel the same. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It's just a different type of game. Yeah, but what's also been, uh, from what I've seen of previews of this game, is that it apparently has a very, very, very dated control scheme. Like, it feels like a PlayStation 2 game. Mm. In the worst ways, apparently. Oh. Um, so yeah, I'm very skeptical of the game. I don't even know if I'm gonna buy it. I would rather <laughs> just play like I. I would rather go back and play Shadow of the Colossus for the first time. Uh-huh. I never played that game, so yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> next story is that Titanfall Two. Well, the next story is just a review roundup of Titanfall Two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it has a meta score of eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good. Uh, let's read some of the reviews. We have some tens here, yeah. Which I wouldn't re- re- agree with. I love the game, but I wouldn't say it's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's see if we can find the, the first like review that I would believe in, <laughs> <laughs> just from a place that I've heard before. Yeah. Damn, Giant Bomb gave it one hundred, like a full score. Titanfall well, 2 might not fix every issue you had with the previous game, and depending on your tastes, it might introduce new one, a one or two new ones. Mm. But it's a bigger and bolder game that makes few chances and comes out better and more distinctive for it. On top of that, of all that, it simply feels great. From that description, I wouldn't say it's a perfect 10. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, whatever, I guess. IGN, it's a rare it's rare that a sequel evolves on every part of the original concept uh, so consistently for the better. But Titanfall 2 is that exception. It f- it's feel-good movement and uh, it's the foundation for both the engaging action and platforming gameplay of its strong campaign and its over-the-top competitive multiplayer. Mm. Um, GameSpot. Titanfall 2 demonstrates a vitality that its predecessor couldn't. Uh, whereas the first Titanfall kept up its breakneck pace throughout the entirety of every match, Titanfall 2 understands that sometimes dialing things back for a few moments can make the long run much more enjoyable. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's getting great reviews. Sadly, uh, have you read about uh, EA's kind of tactic that they went with for the Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1 thing? Mm-mm. So they released Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1 just a week from each other, mm-hmm. which is fucking stupid. <laughs> Why would you release your own two FPS games one week from each other? I have no idea. That's really dumb. Uh, their tactic was that, okay, if we throw just everything we have at Call of Duty, we might destroy Call of Duty. But what happens instead is that, yeah, everyone plays Battlefield 1 and no one plays Titanfall 2. Yeah. And what they should have done instead is that they should have released Titanfall 2 next year. 
because next year they're not gonna have an FPS to battle with to battle Call of Duty mm-hmm. because they released everything this year. I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're probably gonna have a Battlefield. Uh, I mean, Battlefront, the next Battlefront. Mm. But yeah, I just think this was a really stupid tactic. This will probably just kill the Titanfall franchise, which I really hate because Titanfall is like the only FPS that I've ever really gotten into. Mm. So yeah, it really sucks, and uh, I hope this isn't the death of the Titanfall franchise. No, they're probably gonna keep it alive with like DLC and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it's like really a big question if you're even gonna see a Titanfall three. So oh. we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So next thing we're gonna talk about is uh, Doctor Strange and its uh, rev- in its um, review roundup. Mm-hmm. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 90% certified fresh. <laughs> yeah, so it has the the like cert the Rotten Tomatoes like certified marking on it, and uh, 90% okay. score. Uh, I've never, I've never heard about Rotten Tomatoes before. What's this? You've never heard about Rotten Tomatoes? Nope. Click the link in, in the document. You've never heard about Rotten Tomatoes? No. It's a, it's a review aggregate for movies. What? You've never heard about Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I usually, like, when I go for movie reviews and stuff, I always go to IMDb or something. They, they I think they have the Rotten Tomatoes score on IMDb. <laughs> Oh, okay. So anyway, it's just like an oh yeah, never mind. Yeah. Uh so let's see some of the reviews that people have said. Uh, Doctor mm. Strange really does show you a few new things or at least familiar things in a clever new way. Mm. So that's cool. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> to have a new version of an old Marvel favorite, a storyline which adds some genuine mysticism to this ever expanding franchise. Mm. Yeah, uh, there are some bad reviews too. Nobody's having much fun here. Well, except for Doctor Strange's devilish cloak of levitation. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but I really liked the movie. I thought it was awesome. Mm. Uh, it was a really, like, uh, as I said to you before recording, the final battle is not what you will expect. Mm. It's very kind of different from the, the uh, normal action movie. I need to see that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's get to the next one, and that is that George Lucas is not involved in Indiana Jones Five. Mm. So this is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, there are multiple rumors that I've heard. I don't know if they talk about this in the article. Uh, I've heard that um, they might. They're gonna. St- yeah, they're gonna star Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in this movie. Again, isn't it like time for a new Indiana Jones or something? Uh, Didn't he have like a son? <laughs> uh, yeah, he had a son in in the fourth movie. Uh, I hope he comes back. Uh, I mean, everyone hates the fourth movie, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, apparently Harrison Ford always liked Indiana Jones more than Han Solo, so. Mm. Yeah, from what I've heard, he's actually excited to return as Indiana Jones. Mm. <laughs> Which is weird for Harrison Ford, because he's never excited about anything. 
I, I mean, I believe he did the Han Solo role like just for the money. Mm. It was like, okay, am I getting paid? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> well, spoilers, his, um, he did die in the Star Wars movie, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the next story is that Donald Glover, or what you thought it was, Dolan Glover. Dolan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is cast as Lando Calrissian in the Young Han Solo movie. Oh yeah, uh, and that like guy. if we see col- uh, like comparisons between him and the the actor of Lando Calrissian, they're actually pretty similar looking. Yeah. So yeah, I think it'd be perfect for the role. Yeah, uh, he's pro- he's apparently a really good actor too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gonna be awesome to to see this movie. Uh, I was I've I was first like very against this movie because yeah, I mean they have to like um like recast these characters, which is just never fun fun like to see. Like you had this problem with um with the prequels where you have um. What's his name? Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then you have, like, and that's the good Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then you mm. go into episode four, and this is like the really boring Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like um, this might ruin the original Star Wars movies because these might be better versions of those characters again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just kind of, and just the overall, like, uh, appearance issue like mm. oh he doesn't look like the other one <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll see what happens um i think if they were gonna make prequel about anyone han solo is a pretty good character to do it with yeah because they always refer to his previous adventures and all that mm. um in the movies so yeah the next story <laughs> a lot of stories. <laughs> it's that J.J. Abrams discusses a deleted scenes from For- Force Awakens. <gasps> uh, where apparently, spoilers for The Force Awakens. You had your warning. Just kind of <laughs> uh, skip, uh, just hold your, cover your ears for a few, <laughs> for a few minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, they were gonna have. In the in in the what's her name uh, Ray, yeah, you know when she has the flashback uh, thing, mm-hmm. when she touches a lightsaber, yeah. Apparently, she were going to see Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader fighting, um, on Bespin, like when he loses his hand. Oh, uh, he was she was gonna see that uh, that scene. So yeah, big news. <laughs> But yeah, did you hear about like the cool the cool things they did with the uh with that scene um, in no. Force Awakens? So um they you hear both both versions of Obi-Wan in that in that section. Yeah. So you hear you hear um Ewan McGregor, the prequel Obi-Wan, say, mm. These are your first steps. But you also hear uh, the original trilogy Obi Wan, who is dead, uh, the actor yeah. is dead. Uh, say Ray. 
which is like, how did they do that? He's dead. How did they record that? Apparently, <laughs> like somewhere, they had this recording of his say, of him saying "afraid," and then he oh. just cut it out and said, so it sounds like he says "Ray." <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it kind of teases that maybe we're gonna see Obi Wan. I hope that. I hope so. It would be cool. Anyway, next story is that. Oh, maybe we shouldn't have these many stories next time. <laughs> yeah, so next story is uh, just two tech stories here. Uh, the Surface Studio was announced, mm. which is a really cool desktop computer that kind of outmaxed the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's what I didn't get that much from the trailer that we watched together. Is it just going to be like a tablet? Or is it like a completely it's desktop, working it's computer? It's a desktop computer. Okay. Yeah, a desktop computer. Um, the kind of big miss I feel with it is that the best graphics card you can get in it is a GeForce 980M, mm. which is a laptop card from the last generation of graphics cards. Oh, wow. So you're buying a $3,000 computer with a, with like a last generation graphics card. Mm. And I feel like that's not really worth it. <laughs> like if you're going to pay $3,000 for a computer, you should you should get the, the latest technology in it. Yeah. Uh, but gaming isn't really the focus either for it so mm. i guess it's gonna be all right mm. so yeah next news is uh, the macbook pro was announced uh the new macbook pro which has this like touch bar thing on it which is really cool uh have you seen have you looked at this um nope so basically uh you know the function keys on like any keyboard uh-huh. uh they've re- completely removed that entire row of keys and uh-huh. now it is a multi-touch amoled display Oh. Uh, and how they use it is that every application uh, has these kind of context-sensitive uh, context buttons. Mm-hmm. So if you are in like Final Cut Pro, which is Apple's uh, um, video editing program, you basically you can basically see the entire um, timeline mm-hmm. on on the touch display. So oh. you you can kind of scale the footage and just kind of move around and stuff like that. Which is really cool, and you can also um, you can also see you can also scroll through your pictures in like the picture library. So instead of having to see uh, like the next picture and stuff buttons on the screen, you can just kind of have it have it on the um, the touch bar, mm. which is cool. Uh, and also, yeah, and also just simple things like even if there are just simple things like buttons. Instead of it saying F1, it just says what it does instead, which is just kind of <laughs> handy. And they also showed, since it's a multi-touch display, this is like the only way you can like do multi-inputs on a PC, which is really cool, or mm. on a computer. Because you can't really do that with a touchpad, since the touchpad is a mouse pointer. Yeah. So they showed this guy using like this DJ program. And he was like live DJing on stage, and it was really <laughs> cool using only the touchpad. Uh, well, why not? I guess. 
yeah it, it was pretty cool so yeah anyway like it costs like um 1799 bucks and the 15 inch costs uh th- 2399 bucks wow so very expensive yeah. all right next up is the last story of the day and that is kind of a scary story which is that AT&T agrees to buy Time Warner for $85.4 billion. Where do fucking people get that amount of money from? That's insane. Dude, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> but isn't AT&T... Um, that's so, like the mobile company that I had my SIM card with. Yeah, so if you think about it, what is T- AT&T? Like I said, mobile company. Yeah, they are. They control. Uh, okay, so let's let's start. Like Time Warner, uh-huh. they own properties like double, uh, like uh, Warner Brothers. So like yeah. Batman and Harry Potter and and even like in turn through a lot of like ownership stuff, they own things like Rooster Teeth mm-hmm. and. Just everything, they own a lot of content creation companies. Yeah. And then what happens when the company that is in charge of the delivery of content, which is like internet and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary when all of that is one company. Yeah. Because that means that AT&T will be able to prioritize the things that they own, mm. which is kind of against the uh, net. Uh, net neutrality uh, things that people are pushing. Mm. So yeah, this is kind of a really scary thing. Um, people are hoping that it's not going to be even be allowed to go through. Mm. Uh, I haven't followed this story anymore, but there are a lot of stories following this. So if you are interested, go and check it out. Yeah, uh, It's possible that, it's, that it won't even be allowed to happen because of these uh, reasons. Uh, so yeah, uh, huh? We managed to squeeze this into an hour. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so the show probably won't be much longer than it was last week. <sighs> All right, we're done with the stories. So uh, we'll see you again after this. All right, welcome back to the topic section of the deal show. Are you excited? Yes. Okay, so the first topic is something that we touched on in the intro, which is uh, the meaning of uh, words like remake, remaster, reboot, and all these words. Mm -hmm. So I have done some research. I have been thinking about this way more than I should. (laughs) And I have defined the five different meanings of these words. Okay, go on. Okay, so the words are re-release, remaster, remake, reimagining, and reboot. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think re-release means? Well, a re-release is basically just releasing the game again, right? Yeah. From another console. So, yeah, a a re-release is... When you port a game, or basically made like a uh, like a, a game of the year edition, 
Yeah, exactly. So it's when you port a game and don't change it in any way. So basically, all these like Xbox 360 re-releases on on, P- on Xbox One, like all this, but like backwards compatibility, virtual mm-hmm. uh, console games on Wii, Wii U, 3DS, and all that. Yeah. And all the ga- kind of Game of the Year editions. So basically, it's when you re-release a game with no real changes to it. Yeah. And it can it kind of keeps its original. Um, its originality intact. <laughs> okay, so the next word is remaster. What do you think a remaster is? Well, a remaster is, I think, is also like a port, but it's probably enhanced in terms of graphics, I'd say. Um, especially like we've seen a lot of remasters going from the last generation of consoles to today's. That's what I think a remaster is. Yeah. So a remaster is when you re-release a game, uh, but it is now enhanced on a new platform. So this could be in either more content or just uh, performance enhanced or visuals visually enhanced. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good examples of this are like Last of Us Remastered, Mm -hmm. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Mm -hmm. Uh, and games like that. So basically, it is just the original game, but it's been uh, enhanced. So, for example, Last of Us Remasters runs at 1080p, 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a remaster. So what is a remake? Well, a remake is kind of a... You take a very old game, I'd say, and update not only the gameplay um, but you also update the graphics and with that you also incorporate more content Um, maybe content that they had in mind when they created the game at first but it wasn't possible but they have the opportunity to do that with today's technology so yeah you uh, you're kind of in the middle of remake and reimagine with that with that uh, description, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so a remake is when you take uh, a previous game and <laughs> remake it from scratch. Okay. To be this original game, good examples mm. of this are uh, Ocarina of Time 3D. Yeah. And I mean, of course, maybe some remakes are made with the original and just kind of built upon that. Mm-hmm. But a remake basically has like a lot of new assets. Yeah. Uh, so for example, in Ocarina of Time 3D, basically every asset is remade. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they made this game, maybe maybe they ported Ocarina of Time to the 3DS and made the game upon uh, on top of it, or maybe it was mm-hmm. made from scratch. Like basically a lot of the game is new. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, then okay. So next, uh, next up, what is a reimagining? Well, isn't that kind of what I said then? That it's like if they had any ideas that wasn't um, what's it called? That they couldn't make available at the time. That's what they're including now. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Kind of. Uh. Uh. Kind of enhanced. Like. Uh, take that to the next step. 
So okay. a reimagining, good examples of reimaginings right now are the new Ratchet and Clank on PS4 mm-hmm. and um, Final Fantasy VII, the new Final Fantasy VII quote-unquote remake. Yeah. Uh, which is, both of these games are uh, remakes of previous games that has a lot of new stuff in it. And mm-hmm. in certain cases are even changed completely. Like we can see in the game footage that we've seen from Final Fantasy VII, that it's not yeah. even turn-based anymore. Like, this is a different interpretation of the source material, basically. Mm. And when it comes to Ratchet and Clank, uh, uh, sorry, um, Ratchet and Clank, like, the entire story is kind of written in a different way. Mm. There's a lot of new areas and new things added. So, yeah, it's kind of an enhanced remake, basically. An extended remake. Okay, so what is lastly, what's a reboot? Well, a reboot is you kind of have your basic concept of the game and the character, right? Um, but instead of continuing with that same type of gameplay, uh, you kind of start and revamp it. Yeah. Um, so basically, include same kind of characters, but you make it into something new. Yeah. Kind of like what they did with the Tomb Raider franchise. Yeah. So a good a good examples of reboots are Tomb Raider and DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah. Which I seem to be the only fan of. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, it's when you take something, okay, so you have the remake of uh I mean the reboot of uh, Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what uh, so the developers uh looked at Tomb Raider. Okay, what what do we want to to do here? We want we want the original character of Lara Croft. We want mm-hmm. some like okay, this new game will be uh kind of an exploration game similar to what Tomb Raider used to be. Yeah. But we're going to take an entirely new spin on it and we're mm-hmm. going to set it in a new universe and this new Lara Croft is an entirely new character. Yeah. Uh, it has no connection whatsoever to the previous games. Mm-hmm. That is a reboot. A, a reboot. Similar, similar thing happened with uh, DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah. And some other games as well. So yeah, for anyone who uh, is confused about what these words mean, please refer them to <laughs> this moment in our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, do you have any kind of uh, concerns or changes that you feel like you want to make to this? To what? To these these definitions of the words that I have just created. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they're pretty self-explanatory, but um, I think a lot of people don't really know the terms about it, especially like when they hear an announcement about a game getting like a re-release or a remaster or a remake, uh, those are usually the three ones that people get confused. Uh, it's like when you get like a re-release or a remaster, people are like it looks exactly like the same game. Yeah. But what are you expecting? That's what a remaster is. It's just updated with the graphics. Yeah. And that's it. Um. So yeah, no, you got them pretty spot on. Yeah, and and that is like when you look at um, at when they announced uh, the quote unquote remasters of uh, mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, everyone mm-hmm. was like, "Is this a remaster or a remake?" 
Because who the fuck wants a remaster of a PlayStation 1 game? <laughs> it will look terrible. Like, who wants that? It has well, to be a remake, right? It has to be a remake. I think they will do a remake, but I wouldn't mind a remaster either, as long as it's just like updated visuals and upscaled. That wouldn't but bother if it is, me But if it is updated visuals, then it's a remake. But like, no, it's not. It's just like upscaled. Yeah. To... So you mean that they they have the PlayStation One assets upscaled yeah, to 1080p? Exactly. And but that's gonna probably, look horrible. I wouldn't mind because it would bring so much nostalgia. Okay, maybe I'm living too much in the past, but that's like what you grew up with. I wouldn't mind it at all because I've gone back and played some of the old classic PS1 games, and some of them still works today. The only issue here is, yes, you will have a lot of tearing and a lot of graphical issues. That's that's not going to stop me from like enjoying and playing it. The only tearing I will have is the tears that will that go out <laughs> of my eyes when I realize that it's not a remake. Yeah. No, but hopefully they will make like a complete I mean, remake. Yeah, like there's no way that they need this much time to no. remaster PlayStation 1 games. <laughs> That's true. I just hope that it doesn't ruin the entire experience. Um, you know uh, the artwork game? Uh, yeah. Uh, they released or remade uh, the... Um, the first game. Called? Yeah, the first game. Yeah. Uh, uh, new and Tasty. Yeah. And that was kind of a letdown for me um, because it plays so differently. I mean, it looks amazing, but the same game mechanics and the atmosphere and everything is not there. Hmm. Uh, so that was kind of a letdown for me for a remake. Um, okay. But we'll see. Yeah, I've um, never played... I, I played, like, um, Oddworld once, the PlayStation <laughs> 1 version of the original game, and I did yeah. not like it at all. Why not? It was just what very stiff and trial and error and stuff and i it was well, just yeah. not the kind of a game for me oh <laughs> uh, you should give it a try um the first one is more difficult i'd say um the also second just one wasn't also just hasn't aged very well you don't think i still play it i think it looks really i mean it has its own style to it yeah but yeah we'll see i think crash will be fine it's hopefully if it's under management by um naughty dog but i hope that naughty it... dog has some kind of some kind of supervision on it yeah as uh, long i mean as it... uh, if it's if it's just a remake then they're probably not uh, i mean yeah. it's possible that they went to naughty dog and like what do you think about it yeah it looks cool keep going <laughs> Well, as long as they don't make him a retard like they did with Skylanders, I'm fine yeah. with it. It seems like Activision isn't really even, um, uh, what's it called, um, involved in it. And that's good. Uh, which is, it's kind of weird. Like, it seems like, it seems almost like Sony and Activision just has this, like, shared ownership of Crash Bandicoot <laughs> right now. God. Sony just goes to to crash and like, can we just have him for a little while, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's like just crash oh. just lives with separated parents. 
Well, that's true. Activision is like, be in Skylanders now. Crash is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Sony is like, please come to us. We can make new games for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of that, as now that we're on that topic, I really hope that they revive Spyro. Did you ever play the Spyro games? I've never played the Spyro games. Oh, you should definitely do that. I can it's... tell you that Spyro will never be revived. I Skylanders is too big for Spyro to get its own series. But Spyro isn't not... He's not Skylanders. He's just part of the Skylander universe. Uh, it was called Skylanders Spyro's Adventure. Yeah, I know. And then they expanded on the shit. And now he doesn't have anything on it. <laughs> no, he's barely even involved in the series anymore. So what's the point of keeping him? Like, I don't know. Activision on... is just evil. God. They're evil. It's like, why do they take all these old from like memorable characters and make them retards? Like, why did they give Crash tribal tattoos? That was yeah, just exactly. weird. Oh my god, don't say that they're gonna like get their hands on Jack on the no, Jack and Dexter no. so, series. Sony, Sony owns Jack and Dexter. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that The Last of Us actually started out as a Jack and Daxter reboot. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Joel was Jack and uh, Ellie was Daxter. But when <laughs> when they... Like, no, it wasn't supposed to be The Last of Us. Like, basically, <sighs> they started out as a Jack and Daxter reboot. But, like, mm -hmm. all the, the ideas they got were just too realistic for the franchise. Well, yeah. Uh, so it just uh, grew into its own, uh, you know, its own IP. Mm. Which is really interesting, and they—they—it's not like they are quiet about it. Like they—they are very open about the fact that it started out as a Jack and Daxter game. Mm -hmm. Like when people ask them, like, "Would you ever make a new Jack and Daxter game?" They say, "Like, yeah, The Last of Us was supposed to be a Jack and Daxter game, but mm. it just didn't feel like a Jack and Daxter game, so we changed, made a new IP out of it." <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to the next topic? Sure. All right. So the next topic is all is just kind of a general uh, discussion about the quality of games in this generation, mm. and mainly aimed at Sony. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you have concerns about this as well. So why don't you just start off? Because I feel like I've talked about this a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, I just feel like today's games aren't that memorable anymore. I still remember back to when I was a kid and you had like tons and thousands of games that you hadn't played. But once you got your hands on it and you finished it, you kind of remembered everything that happened within that game that made you happy and satisfied. Yeah. Um, today's games are kind of like bland. Um, I usually get really hyped for games, um, but once I've played it and finished it, I don't seem to like be that amazed at the end of the day. It's like once I finish it, I just like put it aside and move on. And I can't really think back to like, oh, I remember playing this game and that thing happened. It just doesn't resemble in today's games, which is kind of sad. 
Yeah, I remember when you were talking about the Order 1886. Yeah. And you were like, oh, you're not getting that game? It looks so cool. I'm like, dude, this looks like a trash bag. I was like, from 20 miles like... away. <laughs> you were <laughs> like, how? <laughs> and then you played it and you, you, you seem pretty satisfied with it. But like, I haven't, we haven't talked about it since. Like, how did you, how do you feel about the Order 1886? I mean, I was, I haven't played it, so don't spoil it. I okay. feel like I'm nope. going to play it someday. I mean, it's like, it's a good game to play. But once you have finished it, I thought they were going to make a sequel to it. But now, as it seems, it, doesn't seem like it's gonna happen but never mind um i really liked it a lot but it's you like i think it? i yeah i did uh gameplay wise it was kind of boring not that much exciting except for the arsenal of weapons that they had um offered to you um but it's not like i tried to keep the hype alive i think i tried to like make you play it and everyone else play too just to think, like, to convince myself that it's actually a really, really good game. I mean, yeah. graphics-wise and story-wise, it's, like, really great. Um, but it's just one of those games that I don't... I just platinumed it, and that's it. And I pre-ordered it, which I kind of regret. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I... The, the thing is, like, when, when we moved on from the PlayStation 3 generation... Mm. The beautiful generation of the PlayStation 3, where we had these just PlayStation exclusives that just came out. Yeah. They just came out and no one really cared about them, but they were really good games. Mm -hmm. And then the PlayStation 4 generation started, and we got like Hillstone Shadowfall and like Knack, and then we got like Infamous Second Son. Mm. And like the, the games were like, all right. Knack was just kind of bad. I didn't play it, but it doesn't seem very fun at all. No. Infamous Second Son was just cool, but it wasn't really as good as Infamous 2. Mm. Shadowfall is arguably the best Killzone game, but Killzone wasn't good to begin with, really. It was just mm. kind of boring. Um, but, and then af after Infamous Second Son, it was just nothing. Yeah. Like, it was just nothing. Like, nothing happened. Mm. Then, like, okay, yeah, like, The Order 886 came out, but no one cared about that. You cared yeah. about it, but no one else. <laughs> and then just, like, no from the release of Infamous Second Son, nothing happened except The Order. No one cares about it. Until, <laughs> until Dawn. Yeah. And Until Dawn was this just completely typical PlayStation 3 game. It was a great game. That Sony didn't care about. <laughs> Instead, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, The Order 86, that's going to be a good game. No one likes it, but it's going to be a good game. We're going to put all our marketing into this game that's really bad and not care any at all about Until Dawn. Until Dawn is a fucking great game. Have you played Until Dawn? No, but I mean, I think I'd like it, but it wouldn't be that much of a wow experience for me either. I mean, I've seen... Yeah. bits of it on youtube the thing is like until dawn is uh, a good game but when you have the the rest of the playstation 4 exclusive line of games mm. to compare to it is a fucking masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> because everything else is just so bad and then uncharted 4 comes out and just yeah. tramples every other 
PlayStation, every other game released this generation. Mm. Like they're ants. <laughs> Uncharted 4 is so much better than everything else. <laughs> and the thing is, like, when I, I have just kind of fed myself with the same with the same kind of mindset that you did with uh 1886. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, this game is good. Like it's good. Yeah, you should buy this game. It's a good game. Then a shard yeah. four comes out, and it's like a, a shot. It like it's like my brain just got shot. <laughs> and everyone like, oh my god, I've been living this lie for like three years. This is actually a great game. Everything else is just fucking trash. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit, but like, <laughs> just a little bit. But like, it was just no. it was just kind of this realization that Sony just isn't what they used to be. Yeah, and it's really sad because like, in, meanwhile, I'm playing Wii U and 3ds mm. and playing these awesome games. Yeah, like. Mario Kart 8, Smash Bros, Super Mario 3 was kind of bad, but you know it's better than better than most games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not because Galaxy, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, and you got like Pikmin 3, and you got like uh, Wind Waker HD, and you got like Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which is a pretty fun mm-hmm. game, and you got like Hyrule Warriors, which is kind of a whatever, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, like. There's a lot of awesome games on Wii U. And then PS4 is the console that sells. <laughs> Wii U has amazing games on it. Which is oh, why yeah. I'm excited for hoping, hoping for that the Switch will actually go mainstream. Because Nintendo is the only one, I feel, that is delivering games that I want to play. Yeah, it's true. Because, I mean, regardless of it being popular or mainstream or not, all, if not most, of their games are pretty good quality. Um, Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo, yeah. not Sony. That, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, Nintendo are the only ones... Oh, Splatoon. Splatoon is really yeah. good. Uh, Nintendo are the only ones that will not release a broken game mm. in 2016. Like, when you, you, know, when you get a, a Nintendo game and it's broken, that's <laughs> like... That's, I don't think that's ever happened. That would be the end of the world. Yeah. Like, it's just... I just feel like Nintendo are the only ones that actually want to make great games. Mm. (laughs) Everyone else just kind of feels like, oh, we're just going to push out these games. Like, people buy them. That's cool, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my arguments feel kind of empty or whatever, but... No, because, I mean, emotions do belong to what we feel about games. I completely agree with you because I can't really um, remember the last time when I was really excited about a game. Yeah, that that is Uncharted 4 for me. Yeah. I, uh, so we had, the, we had the, our small game project in school that day mm-hmm. uh, when Uncharted 4 came out. And I asked if I could stay home to play the entire game in one sitting, <laughs> uh, but they needed me to come in for just a little bit. So yeah. I just played the entire game in two sittings. Okay. Um, the same day, like I played the entire game in two sittings and mm. it was probably like one of the best experiences I have ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Uncharted 4 is so good. You have to get it right, right now. 
you have to <laughs> buy the game like we, we can skip the rest of the podcast just go just go buy the game and play no but like uncharted 4 is uh if you go and check my top list uh top games list like uncharted 4 is on second place on my mm. top games of all time yeah and uncharted 4 is representing like the entire uncharted franchise but i feel uncharted 4 is the best one of the four games five mm. games um but yeah <sighs> something else you can just add into this is just um <laughs> halo <laughs> have you played halo <laughs> I did actually play the first Halo game, and I did play the second one too, I believe. So my the first time I played Halo was uh, with the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One. Mm. I actually bought my Xbox One to play Halo, mm. and I played the first Halo, and I'm like, "Are you are you serious? This is what everyone's so excited about." <laughs> you didn't like it. This this can't be true. Like, is this what everyone's so excited about? <laughs> And I, I like I played for like an hour, and I was like, "This is just this is complete trash. This is extremely boring." <laughs> so I started listening to podcasts, and I just kind of mindlessly kept playing the game. And then just a few hours later, it was done, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yes." <laughs> I had listened to like six, seven hours of podcasts, and just didn't care about the game. I just played through it. And then I played Halo Two. Halo 2 was, like, slightly better because, like, they had just remade the Halo 2. So it had mm. really cool uh, cinematics or whatever. But that game was just also kind of boring. Mm. The thing is with Halo 2 is to avoid loading screens. Mm-hmm. They have these long... Um, and this was on back on the Xbox hardware, of course. The original mm. Xbox hardware. To avoid loading screens, they have these kind of uh, hallways... Mm. that makes you go okay you walk forward and to the right then you go forward then to the left and then you go forward so these hallways are everywhere they're (laughs) everywhere so the thing i remember most about halo 1 and halo 2 is walking to the right walking forward walking left and walking forward or walking to the left walking forward walking right walking forward (laughs) that's everything i remember about those games Except for like the final scene of Halo 2. It's like, yeah. finishing this fight. <laughs> or whatever. And then and then Halo 3, which was just the Xbox 360 version. Mm. And people were like, oh my god, Halo 3 is so good. And then like the, just looking at the cinematic quality of that game. It's just like, the, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like the looking at the cinematics of Halo Three is laughable. Yeah, it's laughable. Like look, like the mouth, the mouth sinking and stuff like that. It's just kind of open, close, open, close, and that's how they talk. <laughs> and looking at the same time, Uncharted came out. Uncharted came out like I think just a year later, and just I can't. I can't, like, I can't play <laughs> Halo 3 knowing Uncharted was just around the corner. Mm. Like, the first Uncharted isn't, what well, isn't like, a great game. Like, it's a great game, but it's not, like, a masterpiece like the rest yeah. of the Uncharted games. But, like, it's still 
a lot better than Halo 3. So I don't understand the hype behind the Halo series. Then I play Halo 4. Halo 4 was the first game that I actually liked because they actually made Masterpiece and Mas not Masterpiece, Master Chief into a person. <laughs> they made him into a person. Like before, he was just like there. He was just there, you know, like, mm. oh, this is like the epic Spartan or whatever. He's like, oh, it's like the best Spartan. He's so cool. And he doesn't have a personality. Like he is nothing. He's a blank slate. Then in Halo 4, he's like, oh, that's this awesome character. Like they actually give him personality and they give him emotions and feelings and all that stuff. And everyone hates on Halo 4, but I think Halo 4 is the best one. And we're talking like <laughs> best one. It like, okay, <laughs> it's pretty low, but it's still the best game in the series. And then Halo 5 comes out. Comes out. Oh my God, Halo 5 comes out. And oh my God, what a joke that game is. Well, Dude. I don't know. I never played the third and the fourth games, okay, I can so. say. But the first one, I mean, I liked it. I don't so, know why you're hating it. You know how it. the story advanced in like, advances in the first like few chapters of that game. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Master Chief is like with his friends from the comic books. Mm. Okay, so the game kind of assumes that you've read the comic books, which I have not, and I'm not going to do that. So... I have like no idea who these guys are, and they do literally no introductions to these characters. Mm. They're just there. <laughs> and like, <laughs> okay, cool, whatever. And then uh, Master Chief just kind of falls together and has this vision. And then Cortana is in the dream, is like, oh, go here. Okay, cool. And then he wakes up, like, we're supposed to go here. Okay. <laughs> good writing. <laughs> good writing, guys. That's really good. Wait, great, great job. Great job, guys. <laughs> what the fuck? What's that? What, what is that all about? Like, okay, there's no traces of mind reading or telepathy in this entire series. And all of a sudden, Cortana is like, oh, go here. Cool. Okay, cool. There's no explanations behind it. <laughs> I fucking know what happens. And then also, 90% of the game, you're not even playing as Master Chief. Playing as this oh, new stupid character. It's called Agent Locke that no one likes. No. no one likes him. Like, he's not interesting whatsoever. <laughs> and then everyone was, like, super pissed in Halo 4 when they just showed a little bit of his face. And everyone was like, oh, my God. They showed, they showed a bit of his face. How dare they do that? We don't want to see his face. And I'm like, I want to see his face. I want to see this character. And then in Halo 5, they're like, no, we're not going to show the face because people don't want to see it. <laughs> and it's it's like this weird scene at the end of Halo 5 where Agent Locke and uh, Master Chief kind of teams up and it shows that okay in Halo 6 we're gonna like the they're gonna team up in Halo 6 yeah and Agent Locke takes off his helmet and like bring it, brings out the ha shake hands with Master Chief and Master Chief doesn't shake off his helmet and shakes his hand <laughs> it was just awkward and weird. <laughs> okay, I've ranted about Halo for too long. Also, Gears of War, very overrated. Okay, maybe we should move on. <laughs> I like I'm just pissing off every Xbox gamer in the world right now. Uh, fucking hater. Uh to be uh, like honestly, Xbox best friend, the best Xbox franchise is Forza Horizon. Seriously, a yeah. car game. Yeah, 
Forza Horizon uh, 3 is one of the best games that's come out this year. Oh my god, I can't remember what kind of games I played on the Xbox. <laughs> like, the original one. I like tons of games. Blinks the Time Sweeper. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, um, let me see. The best Xbox One game is Sunset Overdrive. Mm. Have you seen that game? I've seen it. I think you played it. That is such a fucking awesome game. It's yeah. so cool. Like, it's just not taking it seriously at all. You can surf on water with just your feet. It's really cool. <laughs> anyway, I think I've ranted about Xbox games not being that good for long enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's just jump over to the topic after this. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Joey can't ask a ghost soon, so we have to do this uh, section quickly. Okay, so pitch of the week, we're going to pitch Jack 4. Mm -hmm. Why don't you start off? Well, I mean, I've only played and finished the first game. I played through the second game via the um, collection on the PS3, but I didn't like it. What? Because, yeah, I know. (laughs) A lot of people are hating on me on that. Uh, Basically, I just think that the first game and the second game, the crossover there was way too different. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it just caught me off guard um, because I saw Jack as a platforming game without this story that is needed. And so when they tried to implement that in the second game, I just was thrown off guard and I didn't like it at all. It is very, it is very weird. It's very weird. But I mean... Like, damn, dude, you have to play all those games. You have to play Jack, the entirety of Jack 2 and Jack 3. You should also play mm. Daxter on PSP because that's kind of a... Daxter kind of explains the time between Jack 1 and Jack 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play the third one. That one was actually better. Jack um, 3 is my, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I really yeah. love that game. Yeah. Uh, like, just the entire open world and the story. The story is so cool. Like, it's just this, like, kind of mindfuck story. Like, are you going to play them? Can I spoil it for you? No, you can spoil it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to play it no matter what. Okay, so basically, do you remember Jack 2? You remember in Jack 2, mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning, you, mean, you meet this little kid. Yep. Do you know who this kid is? I don't know. The evil of all evil? It's Jack. <laughs> Wait, so he's actually in the past? <laughs> yes. So what is so awesome about it is that you are aiding yourself to go back in time and grow up to then go forward in time. Okay. To then meet yourself again. To then send yourself back into back in time and then forward in time. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's this awesome like story. Oh. Oh, I love it. Like, the thing is, like, overall, I love time travel. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this might not really be a pitch. Okay, so let's just quickly try to pitch Jack 4. But you yeah. haven't really played play Jack and Dexter, so Jack, pitching Jack 4 is kind of hard. Well, I played the first one. That's what I loved. So basically, you, you wanted to go back to that. I would like a casual, not a casual, I would want a platformer just like that one. Going back to the roots. I don't really care about the story that much as they had it in the second and third game. Um, 
but maybe like, that's I, just me. I want I want like an expansion of the story in Jack Three. Mm. Like the end of Jack Three is just kind of a war. It's like a war mm. at the end. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh I don't know. This is really a good discussion since you haven't played Jack Three. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I just played uh certain parts of it in the beginning, that's it. But from just playing that small amount, I really liked it. Um, what else? Like, uh, I, I would just want them to keep going with the story. Don't reboot it. Just keep going with the story and uh, have Naughty Dog make it. Don't, don't outsource this to anyone else. We, yeah. we saw The Last Frontier. Jack and Daxter, The Last Frontier. It's a bad game. They should retcon it out of existence. It's not canon anymore. <laughs> like, for some reason, they're like, oh, Dark Eco isn't a thing anymore. Like, because, oh, so they're like in the spirit lands of Eco for some mm. reason. Okay. And you barely even are on the ground. You fly around in planes all the time. Uh, okay, so you're like in this, oh, this is the source of the eco or whatever. And there's so much eco here that you, your dark powers aren't thing anymore. Or like, okay, cool. But dark eco powers were the cool things about, about yeah. Jack 2 and 3. So why, why isn't this thing anymore? And yeah, so now you have colored eco powers. So you have yellow eco powers and like blue eco powers. And like, this isn't fun. This this. <laughs> No, and you don't even have your light eco powers from Jack 3, which are really cool, which allows mm. you to fly, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> so yeah, just retcon that game out of existence and just kind of keep going the story from Jack 3. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very simple pitch since you haven't played it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think they should reboot it or revamp it or anything. I mean, those three games were apparently good games. What they should do, though, is uh, update the control scheme. Well, there's nothing bad with the control schemes either. I mean, they're kind of dated. Maybe. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just a quick quick pitch. I don't know. I, I thought about this a lot um, before. I probably have like notes about it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make Jack 4 Naughty Dog, please. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know you're probably busy making like Last of Us Two or whatever, but just make like a just separate up like a small team of the team of developers and just make Jack Four. Mm -hmm. Just make Jack Four. It's 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 simple. <laughs> and please do make Crash great again. <laughs> I don't want any of that Activision so bullshit. This this could kind of spiral off into uh, Naughty Dog future pitch. So basically, yeah. what I want Naughty Dog to do. I want the entire team to split up into three small teams. Mm -hmm. One team makes Crash Bandicoot, a new Crash Bandicoot mm -hmm. game. One team makes a new Jack and Daxter game. And mm -hmm. one team just makes like an indie game. Like just whatever, like just an indie game. Yeah. Just kind of Naughty Dog's take on an indie game. Mm -hmm. Just like a simple... A simple like uh, gone home game, gone home style game, or just some like uh, Firewatch or. <gasps> Speaking of that, that is for free on this month's PS Plus subscription. By what? the way, Firewatch. No, not 
I think Gone Home. Oh yeah, Gone Home. Have you played Gone Home? No, I'm gonna try it out. Play it. It's really good. Mm. Don't read anything about it. Just okay. jump in and play it. It's like two hours or whatever. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Just jump in and play it. Got it. It's really cool. Okay, so yeah, uh, you kind of have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this has been a, a long, good podcast. We've recorded for one hour and 45 minutes. Oh, that's nice. Well, yeah, thanks for having me as usual. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, and also, I'm sorry for this this episode being late. It was supposed mm. to go up on Saturday, but because of scheduling issues, we had to delay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but so yeah, we'll basically have episode three and just episode four being out just a few days later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you want to be on episode four or not? Yeah, I'll try to make it. Yeah, so Absolutely. we'll find some time to record that uh, yeah. soon. <laughs> we'll have to focus on like topics and the pitch since we are basically covering like two weeks of news here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening, watching, or whatever. Uh, and uh, hope like this video if you liked it, and uh, dislike it if you didn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, subscribe to the channel, share with your friends, and. Uh, if you if you're back in time, favorite the video. No, favorite. You can still favorite the video. Uh, give it five stars. <laughs> and um, yeah, favorite the video and give it five stars. And uh, yeah, uh, that's a- <laughs> hope, try to like and dislike the video. I well, think I you mean, can do both. But that's a good promotion. But yeah, preferably like it. <laughs> and tell tell your friends to watch it watch this film so we'll see you in the next episode of podcast unite bye 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 <laughs>